You are now listening to the Claim It Podcast with me, your host, Trisha Huffman, also known as your Joyologist. On this podcast, whether I'm having a conversation with someone who intrigues and inspires me, or it's just a conversation of me talking to you, my hope is that you meet yourself with more curiosity and compassion because life and being a human is both hard and magical. And I don't want you to make it even harder for yourself by believing the stuff in your head that is not doing you any good. (laughs) On today's episode, uh, this is FYI, the first one, (laughs) I am recording in video as well to put up on YouTube. I started doing that with my guest episodes and was like, all right, I guess let's do it with the solo episodes too. So this is a new experience for me as I am staring at myself in my computer, (laughs) which I'm usually not. Anyway, today's episode, I wanted to share about how living with a chronic invisible illness, a chronic condition, which is fibromyalgia, has actually taught me some very important lessons in my life. Um, And here's the thing, if you know me, and I talk about this in the book, I don't feel that we have to be grateful for the challenging times in our lives. And at the same time, we usually can always see that lessons were learned, that we've grown, that we evolved by living through them or living with them. So I don't know if I want to say I'm so grateful that I've had fibromyalgia. (laughs) Not necessarily that and I can see, especially when I'm having conversations with so many different people, whether they're clients or when I'm a guest on somebody's podcast or when someone's on mine, and seeing how these lessons I learned much earlier because of living with this chronic condition. All right, so we're going to get into it. And a little background, I've talked about this many times, Um, but yeah, so I got diagnosed with it, with fibromyalgia when I was 18. That's when it was just becoming like a term. Uh, I remember as young as 15, maybe earlier, like I remember all of high school going to specialists to try to figure out what was wrong with me. Even younger than that though, like I just remember not feeling great, Um, but it wasn't anything that could really be tied down. So I had like a upper and lower GI test done when I was in high school. I went to urinologist. I went to this. I I used to have migraines. I went to a chiropractor three times a week. That did help with the migraines, but I had other problems. Anyway, lots of different stuff. Finally got a diagnosis. When I was 18, they gave me a bunch of pills. um, And the pills back then didn't really help me. They sort of gave me some more issues. That was just my experience. And this was over 20 years ago. (laughs) This was in 1999. Um, So I'm sure it's come a long way since then. But uh, the pills didn't work for me. So I ended up throwing it out and trying to figure out what can I do for myself to try to feel the best that I can. Um, So at an early age, prioritizing my own physical and mental well-being. 
because I also saw, and this was also in high school, I've talked about this many, many times, and it's in my book. You have my book, right? F the shoulds, do the once. <laughs> Go get it at ftheshouldsdothewants.com. And if you already have it, please leave me a review on Amazon. Um, but things got really rough when I was 15 because of all of this pain, but also realized, uh, well, it was really because of the pain, but I felt lost. I, uh, I've said over and over that I both like craved to be, to fit in and to stand out. That's the language I've used for a long time. And recently I was digging deeper into that. And I was like, I don't really know if that was it. Like I wasn't, didn't want to be like, look at me stand out. And I also didn't want to fit in. (laughs) I didn't want to be like everyone else. The truth is I wanted to be myself. I wanted to be accepted. I wanted to be accepted for who I was, but yet I wasn't even giving myself the chance to be myself, get to know myself, any of those things, because I just kept looking for acceptance outside of me. If I say I like this movie, is that what will make me be accepted? If I dress like this, so all of these different things. So really craving this internal acceptance. So I almost ended my own life when I was 15, had this meltdown and decided that I was going to move forward with my life that it was my life. I, you know, this is my life. I am alive. This is my life. And I'm going to choose really, really, really work really hard to try to care more about what I thought, accepting myself versus looking outside of myself for, is this okay? Do you guys like me if it's this? What should I be saying, doing, etc.? So, that experience also at that young age really had me being like, I'm choosing to stay alive. I am choosing my life. So even though it felt more challenging to make those choices that felt good to me, reminding myself I'm here to live my life, not to just please other people. So I remember at a young age in that host high school years after that moment, one of my friends at the time you know, got a job at this one store at the mall and she loved it. It was acting like this is the best job ever. It's so easy, whatever. I don't know. She loved this job. And so when they were hiring someone else, I was like, oh yeah, great. Sign me up. I'll go from this other mall store that I'm working at. And now I'll work here because this is the best place. That's what my friend who was like one of the absolute coolest kids said. And every time I showed up to work at this place, I felt miserable in my body. Like all of my pain, all of my stuff was more heightened when I was there. And I was like, what the heck? Why do I feel this way? Why does working here feel so hard to me? So-and-so loves this place. She thinks it's the best job. But I could feel in my body like I was unhappy It wasn't as if my symptoms were made up in my head, but I could feel my symptoms more when I was doing things that were not fulfilling to me, that didn't bring me joy, that didn't support me. So I quit that job, found another job (laughs) uh, where I, again, I was able to show up for it. So this is one of the things that dealing with these continuous symptoms, some days they're better than better than others. But back then, before I had figured out a bunch of things and learned about, you know, taking better care of my body by what I was eating and, you know, doing these different things to support it, um, it it was really paying attention to like my surroundings and what I was doing. And it wasn't like if things are hard, don't do it. I did things that were hard a lot because it was if I wanted to really wanted to do it, then I could 
like ignore my symptoms. I could push through them because I wanted to be there. I chose to be alive. I chose, you know, this was my life. So, so that's one of the things that it did for me. It sort of helped me tune in more to, is this something I want to be doing or not? Is this something I'm doing for others? Is this something doing because I feel like it's expected of me? Is my doing this because I want people to like me? It really actually tuned me more into my feelings and why I was doing things and if they were important for me or not. The second thing um, was, these are not an actual like order of importance, but nothing is more important to me than my health, (laughs) which means having to learn about my capacity, having to say no to things, even if they're awesome, because when I say yes to too many things, I burn the F out and my body will shut down for weeks and weeks and weeks. Like, um, so if I try to just push through and do all of the things, even if they're all of the things that I want to do, my body shuts down. Um, and this, this weekend I had planned to, it was like my first weekend without my kids for a while. So I was like, all right, making all these plans. I was supposed to go out with two local friends. We were going to walk into town to go to this restaurant that I've been wanting to go to since I moved here. And I canceled the day of, and it was a really hard choice to make because we've been trying to make these plans happen for months and months and months. And like something comes up or happens and we need to move the date. I do did want to go, but my body was exhausted. I could feel that I was bone tired. And even though I was going to go be with people that I enjoyed, I was going to be walking there, which is something I love, you know, doing these things that would fulfill me and uplift me. I knew that my body was done. And, and, and that was, you know, reminding myself that, and this is something you likely need to remind yourself that when you are in these places where you have to choose between possibly disappointing others, because they were disappointed that I canceled, but they still went, they probably had a great time. So it's not like they're like, oh my gosh, Trish is the worst, you know, and even if they canceled the night because of that, then it would have worked out likely for them anyway, right? But like saying no to someone, saying you can't do the thing, you can't add that to your calendar, you can't help them out, you can't whatever it is. You, you're, possibly going to disappoint someone. Again, that could just be like, oh, bummer. I would have loved to have you. It could be like, oh, I really, really, really like was depending on that, right? To the levels of disappointment. But disappointing others is always choosing disappointing others over sacrificing your own health, mental and physical well-being. It is always the better choice to choose to disappoint others rather than to continue to sacrifice your own health and well-being. Because I could have, of course, pushed through it, came home, and I did try to do all of these things to help myself recover quicker so that I could go show up. I could have showed up and just been like, I could have even just walked with them to the restaurant, right? Like, oh, walk with you because I went out for a walk anyway. I could have went and like just stayed for an hour. I could have made it more manageable for me. But I also knew I was done. Like I didn't even have the energy to have a conversation. That's where I was. So I could have pushed through. I likely would have had a great time. But then today, you know, that compounded on top of each other. So being able to make these hard choices, because I know deep down what 
is going to happen to me if I continue to push through and do all of the things. Trisha here bringing you a brief interruption and I love that I just happened to be drinking my smoothie as I am going to be sharing with you about Sprout Living. There are so many protein powders on the market and a lot of them are crap or they're filled with crap or they taste like crap. (laughs) Seriously, the ones that do have the high quality ingredients often taste so terrible that you keep adding more and more and more into your smoothie to try to get it to taste good and then it's too sweet and then I don't even know. Other ones that are sweetened, it's they have like a weird aftertaste or they're using a funky sweetener. Sprout Living is the best that I have ever had. Their blends are delicious and they have the best ingredients. A lot of other ones add unnecessary additives and gums, thickeners, quote unquote, natural flavorings that aren't actually natural. Sprout Living uses only real, powerful superfoods, adaptogens, and nootropics, and they have a protein blend, which makes them multifunctional, which means it's more than just a protein powder. You can really taste the difference between this level of thoughtfulness and purity. There's no weird aftertaste. Seriously, the flavors are spot on. One of my favorites is the mindful matcha. Matcha is a tricky thing. It can either be too sweet or like too grassy. This mindful matcha protein blend is freaking amazing and it has adaptogens, nootropics, prebiotics, 17 grams of multi-source plant-based protein. They have a coffee flavor one, cacao, vanilla, seriously anything that you like. Every single one that I've tried, and I think I've tried almost all of them, even like the ones that aren't really like a flavor, like the collagen one, are so freaking good. Go check them out. Use code CLAIMIT20 for 20% off. Go to SproutLiving.com. Use code CLAIMIT20 for 20% off. And honestly, send me a DM if you're like really interested at underscore Trisha Huffman. I, no joke, absolutely love these. It makes it so easy because even if you just add the powder to water in like a shaker cup, it tastes so good and you can feel your energy shift from drinking it. All right. Go check them out. Claim at 20 for 20% off at sproutliving.com. Has, that's, you know, another big thing that it like tells me that I have to listen to my body. I have to put my body first. I have to, three, prioritize rest. <laughs> and that's something that I just recently became aware of that is something I'm teaching my kids because I, again, need rest. So even on these days when we have this and then we have this birthday party and this and we have full schedules that even seem manageable. I make sure to build in rest. Like, okay, we're going to have a restful morning. We're going to go to the birthday party and like I won't book back to back to back to back to back stuff. If there's back to back stuff, it means we have like a hard out. <laughs> or right, like maybe we are like, all right, we're going to Disneyland. We're going all day. So then I'm going to build in the next day as a rest day or whatever. But usually it's like, okay, let's go home now and like have a rest. Oh, we have like last weekend we had a play date in the morning and then another play date. So I was like, okay, there's a rest time between those play dates for me and for them. Let's like teaching them the importance of resting because I need it. <laughs> I need the rest. So I build the rest in, but for them to see that they're already learning at a young age, that rest is important 
that rest is necessary instead of I know so many adults that feel guilt and shame for resting. Like, how, how dare I be resting when the house has not everything's in its place yet, when I didn't do this thing and this errand and this, that, that there's always going to be more to do. There's always going to be more to do. And so then, but people won't allow themselves to admit that. And so then just feel like I'm how there's something wrong with me if I am resting. I haven't yet earned this rest. You're alive. You are worthy of rest. <laughs> um. Another big lesson of living with the chronic pain and conditions of that comes with chronic illness, that's invisible illness, uh, it sort of resorts back to what I was saying about the job when I was a teenager, right? That I also prioritize the things that bring me joy, that connecting me with my purpose, whatever it is. So doing the hard things, like how the F did I become a touring live sound engineer and was living with fibromyalgia? And that was years. So one thing that really shifted for me, not eating gluten, uh, I started in 2004 after reading a tiny little thing about could reduce the symptoms. And then I knew a friend that was actually put on the special diet for their health, Bob Hop, rest in peace. He was like my um, mentor to audio. Uh, and he had a, a big like health issue thing that his doctor had him go on a very strict diet to, to try to help his body. And I was like, all right, if Bob Pop can do it, then I can do it. Because Bob Pop was also the one that introduced me to a lot of different culinary <laughs> and, um, you know, food from around the world when I was living in Chicago with him. So I was like, okay, I'll try this. And I really didn't think it would work, but 10 days, 10 days of not eating even the smallest amount of gluten. That's the thing for people that are trying to like, oh, will this work for me or not? It's not, you just eat less <laughs> or you try it for a day or two. Absolutely none for 10 days absolutely none for 10 days and then see how it affects you. And by the way, this won't work for everybody. I'm not telling everybody out there to stop eating gluten. I'm not, I'm not. But for the people who feel like they, they have tried it, you might not have tried it like the full on. So anyway, so 2004, but I had already been working in that industry for four years. And that means like 18, 20 hour days. And still, even once I gave the gluten up, like it didn't, I wasn't like, everything's fine. My body is much different than someone who does not living with this. And I have to do a lot of things to be able to support myself, <laughs> to be able to show up for my life. But I wanted to show up for my life. I want to show up for my life. So I prioritize the things that bring me joy. Becoming a sound engineer, especially being young, especially in the man's world, was challenging. I write just some of the lessons and stories in my book, um, but I don't really go that deep. It was a lot. Besides, again, the taxing days, besides the physical labor, it's a lot of physical labor as well. How the F was I doing that when I also knew people that had fibromyalgia that were on disability, that were not leaving their homes because they felt so miserable? And again, I don't know if I have said this yet. I meant to say it at the beginning. So if I have not, 
not all symptoms are the same. Not all bodies are the same. So even though I'm talking about my experience with fibromyalgia and I'm now naming this person who was on disability, I'm not saying that I know her story or her journey or exactly what was going on in her body. And people have different chronic conditions and, you know, whatever, somebody has Lyme, somebody has whatever is going on. There's so many different things. So I'm not saying... (laughs) what how I feel and what has worked for me will work for everyone. But these like lifestyle choices and shifts, I do think will support everyone, whether you suffer from chronic pain or life. <laughs> you suffer from life because <laughs> we all suffer from life. That I was able to show up day after day after day after day after day on those long days and put up with people judging me and saying things about me and expecting me to be terrible and to fail and and to quit because I really wanted to be there. I really wanted to do that. So again, not sacrificing my own health. And that made me then when I was touring, prioritizing my health. I did yoga in the mornings off the tour bus. I toured with a juicer at point. Like what I ate and what I indulged in, what I did not indulge in were choices because I wanted to show up for my life. So I would take that better care of myself um, in all of those ways. Who you're surrounding yourself with, right? Again, I don't feel great when I'm with people that are super judgmental or whatever it would be, right? I would notice, huh, how come after I hang out with this person, I feel so depleted and feel like my body's shutting down? You don't have to have any sort of chronic condition. You don't have to have any sort of illness, sickness, whatever, to be able to notice in your body when you feel super drained after hanging out with someone or super like, oh my gosh, I'm so uplifted and excited and I never wanted that time to end, right? So because of having these conditions and being attuned to my body, it made me so much more aware about the choices I was making. And um, let's see, I have like so many different notes. Yeah, so no guilt for resting, I said that. Um, Compassion, compassion, compassion for myself and compassion for others. Compassion that it's not like my fault if I can't do all the things, if I need to cancel, if I have to say no, if whatever. It's just like I'm having a day where I just want to lay in bed and watch all the shows. It's okay. And I do have a chronic condition, but you, again, without having any sort of chronic condition, to give yourself way more compassion for being a human on this earth. You might not be dealing with the chronic pain and all the other sorts of things, but we as humans do deal with a lot. And so not being so freaking hard on yourself. Uh, Life does take a lot of effort, no matter what you're doing, no matter if you are, you know, like, yeah, feel as if you're fulfilling a big purpose, you are creating some work out in the world, you are showing up for a job as a sales clerk, as a customer service agent, as a whatever it is, whatever you are doing in this world, whether you're paid for it or not, being a human is a lot. (laughs) And you are being in service in some way. 
to yourself, to others. So having this compassion for yourself. Um, and I don't know if I said, I don't think I said this with, again, like making these choices on what lights me up, what brings me joy. But a big part of that too is asking myself, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? So that I can be like remind myself of why I want to do the thing. Because again, because I do deal with this, there's a lot of days I just want to be like, just want to stay in bed all day. I want to cancel everything. I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to write this thing. I don't want to start that project I was excited about last week. I don't want to keep my word to whatever. I just want to cancel everything. I do feel like that many days. <laughs> and some days I'm like, okay, my body really does need to cancel everything for today. And that's okay. And many days I remind myself, why do I want to show up for that call? Why do I want to create that thing? Why do I want to make any progress on that idea, project, etc.? Why do I want to even, you know, the little things that whatever, run that errand? Why do I want to do that thing? So reminding myself of why I want to do the thing, which is a big part of my book, F the shoulds, do the wants, is a big thing. And again, with that, then you can see what is motivating this. Is it something that really is for for me, that is fulfilling? Even if you are, yes, like I want to show up for this event I said yes to. Why? Even if that's necessary, like, oh, I want to be there to support my friend. Okay. That can be your motivator. So asking yourself why you are doing things and to see if it's really true to you, if it's aligned for you, and then you get that boost in motivation to show up for it and to show up for yourself or to see, oh, I think I just said yes, or I think I wanted to do that because I saw other people doing it or because I was afraid that person would be disappointed if I didn't or whatever. So asking myself why is a huge part of me showing up for my life. I hope that these tips have supported you. And again, you don't have to have any sort of health issues <laughs> to make all of these work for you and to implement them for yourself. I think above all, to again, remind yourself, this is your life. This is your life and it's happening right now. Is it worth it to you to do those things? And again, yeah, we have to show up for, like, I'm not a believer and live every day as if it's your last. Like, yeah, so I'm going to just quit my job and whatever, blah, 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 because I don't like that. Like, yes, we're going to continue to pay bills, blah, 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 all of those things. But at the end of the day, are you happy with your choices for that day, right? And so if it's a day where I canceled everything because I know that I needed that for my mental and physical well-being, then I'm happy that I, then I'm happy that that's how I lived my, you know, that that's how today went, that I honored myself instead of pushing myself to do things because I felt like I should or they were expected of me. So whatever your day is, there's always going to be more. There's always going to be more to do. Can you look at your day today and be happy with your choices, be fulfilled with your choices? And yeah, not every day is filled with things that bring us joy. They're necessities of life. And, but you can then feel good for yourself for accomplishing them, for showing up for yourself in that way, for showing up for others in that way. <sighs> Send me a message at underscore Trisha Huffman if this resonates with you. 
join my From the Heart community where I send out four to five heart pep mind talks in both written and audio form. Um, Hit me up if you are interested in going deeper and having some deeper support for my one-on-one coaching. I also have some programs that are going to be launching soon. So you can get on the wait list for those at yourdoyologist.com and definitely go get my book. I'm forgetting I'm doing the video. F the shoulds, do the once. You can go to ftheshouldsdothewants.com. And again, if you already have the book, go leave it a review. Reviews mean so much. And um, you can go to ftheshouldsdothewants.com. I'm sending you so much love. I hope you have compassion for yourself. And a reminder that you can claim your life for you. You must claim your life for you. And whatever you are feeling that you lack, if you feel like you're not enough in some way, you feel like you don't know what your purpose is, you feel like you're chasing success, I want you to, instead of thinking about what would that look like, what would it feel like to be enough? What would it feel like to be successful? What would it feel like to be fulfilled? Ask yourself how it would feel, and then you have really good access to actually claim that feeling right freaking now.